So right now, the sun climbs high in the morning sky. There is a guy in Texas checking his fourth or fifth oil rig of the day, making sure the machinery is in proper working order and feeling the sun beat down on his neck in these temperatures. thousand miles away from him in Iowa, a farmer's wife is out digging in the garden. She planted behind the house, pulling the ripe red tomatoes right off the vine. And in Florida... There's a guy walking the uncrowded morning beaches, waving a metal detector in search of treasures unknown. What do all three of these people have in common? Well, they're Americans, and they're also walking around in comfortable American socks made by Grip6. If you want socks that will keep your feet cool in the summer, warm in the winter, socks made with the best in wool technology and made here in the USA, you don't have to look any further than Grip6. I wear them. I enjoy them. I think Stu wears them. He's enjoying them, too. So put your trust in hard-earned money in a company that does it right. Grip6.com slash Beck. So I've had a, uh, a really bad feeling about Ukraine for a while now. I mean, when we started looking into the impeachment of Donald Trump, we found all kinds of corruption from Clinton, Biden and Obama in Ukraine. Now we've just given him $60 billion, which is, by the way, what it cost us to fight the first five years in Afghanistan. And there's not a single accountant going over there. Hmm. Corruption kind of bothers me. I don't think we should send them another dime, quite honestly, and I'm not alone in that. In fact, there is a congresswoman who uh, came over to the United States from Ukraine, became an American citizen, has done incredible things, and now is in Congress. And she says, America, beware. She's on with us in 60 seconds. So let me ask you, do you put your phone bill on uh, auto pay so you don't have to look at the massive amount of money you're spending every month? Or are you with one of those major companies like Verizon who not only charge you an arm and a leg, but also send some of that money they're taking from you to leftist causes like Planned Parenthood? Well, there is another choice. Patriot Mobile has plans that will fit any budget, and they have 100% U.S.-based customer support team, gives amazing personal service. They also are going to uh, gonna give you the same great cell service because they are, they are there on uh, the same cell towers as everybody else. And they share your values and support organizations that are fighting for religious freedom and constitutional rights and sanctity of life. 
It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch right now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. All right, so Biden and the people surrounding him in his cabinet have Ukraine on the brain uh, since at least Obama's second term. They're obsessed with Ukraine. I think Ukraine is a giant cash cow for those who are corrupt. Back in 2014, Ukraine was in need of some good old-fashioned United States savings, and uh, Ukrainians were rebelling against the Russians' aligned, uh, you know, the uh, Russian-aligned government all on their own. But Obama and Biden were experiencing a major case of fear of missing out, uh, so they just had to get involved, and so he did, and it drew everyone in the u.s state department national security apparatus and even george soros to ukraine you see back then ukraine was considered corrupt their leaders corrupt the oligarchs corrupt ultra mega corrupt so naturally joe biden's son jumps right into bed with them and the media and political elite find no issues with this whatsoever Sure, it's a corrupt country. I mean, Obama and, and Biden's stated goal was to root that corruption out between the government and the oligarchs. But the vice president's son going to work for Burisma was just fine. Nothing to see here. For over a decade, the story from Western governments has been that Ukraine is a corrupt government and we can save them. But up until February 2022, it hadn't been resolved yet. Now, speaking about not being resolved, did we ever hear about the $1.8 billion that went missing in the uh, bowels of Pravat Bank? That was our money, by the way, our tax dollars. Did anybody in the mainstream media nail that down? Did Congress? I ask this question because Congress has now greenlit $54 billion in taxpayer funding to Ukraine to fight off the Russians. And then, uh, what was it, uh, uh, $8 billion already was sent. And then on Friday, they announced another $270 million. Let's just put it into perspective. That's a lot of money. Where's it all going? Why are we writing them a blank check? Can we at least get a final verdict on whether Ukrainian government is corrupt? I think I speak for the majority of the country when I say the Biden administration's signals are a little mixed up here. We're a bit confused. Wasn't corruption the main focus of our help back in 2014? Isn't that why George Soros swooped in and now everything's okay? They couldn't keep track of $1.8 and we give them $60 billion? Let me ask you this. I find it interesting that President Zelensky recently revoked the citizenship of the Ukrainian oligarch Kolomoisky. When Biden was VP, Kolomoisky was the principal holder of both Burisma, which his son worked for, and Privat Bank, the one that lost the $1.8 billion. Now, he had previously been on a U.S. visa ban over his involvement with uh, hired thugs that actually use chainsaws to behead people. But Biden made sure that he had his visa ban lifted so he could come to the United States. And it gets more interesting as that this is the time that both Biden and John Kerry were lobbying for $1.8 billion aid package to Ukraine. That aid money went to Kolomoisky's Pravat Bank. 
and then disappeared. Allegedly, it was channeled into money laundering scheme through a bank in Cyprus and then went to various shell companies. Now, he's also the governor of eastern Ukraine, funding a near private war between Ukrainian militias and Russia's. Now, whether he's doing that with his money or someone else's is unknown. Oh, by the way, Kolomoisky is uh, his money is the big reason why Zelensky got elected. But now that Biden is in office, Zelensky has revoked the citizenship of his previous friend. Is there any chance that we'll find out later that Joe Biden lobbied for this to happen? If anyone has the receipts on Burisma, Pravat Bank, the missing one point eight billion. Uh, and what's going on with this private war between uh, Ukraine and Russia? Kolomoisky would have them. And it's really weird that now his citizenship of Ukraine has been revoked. We want to talk to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts. Uh, she's from Indiana. Hello, Congresswoman. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, good. Now, you're from Ukraine. You became a citizen in the year 2000. Um, and you're concerned. <laughs> You're concerned about the money we're sending over there. Well, let me tell you, and I appreciate actually, I became citizen in 2006. It took me six years because it's not that fast when you okay. come here legally. <laughs> so I came in 2000, yeah. so it takes you a while to become a citizen. But let me tell you, and I might have a little bit different perspective that I want to separate Ukrainian government from Ukrainian people in and actually army and fighters are dying in the trenches. You know, they've been trying to restore freedoms in that country and fought they had two revolutions and they fight in these wars that really want to have freedom. So when I go there and talk to the people, when I talk to these young boys dying on the front lines, you know, it breaks my heart to see how we are mismanaging the situation and allow them to die without proper oversight of the government. Because I think it's important in a country like that to hold government accountable. And I think, you know, we have to differentiate that. You know, I always say, you know, we have, you know, very great people, Americans, but our government leaves much to be desired. So it's not always representation, unfortunately, of the people. But I think for me to see that and actually, you know, and uh, what Biden is doing, it seems to me, and I should most of, of the money you mentioned don't go directly to Ukraine because there are a lot of things around that. But how he's really stolen the help, how he's not overseeing it, it's actually he's mismanaging Ukraine. And it's almost either his incompetency on, on purpose to allow Russia to advance much more significantly. You know, and what really was concerning for me when I went to Ukraine to see, you know, how much power now people around Zelensky were able to consolidate this power grab. You know, and we're talking about Kolomoisky and these oligarchs, but if you know the part of that, you know, they actually took citizen. There was no due process or executive order at stolen the border. Someone who is actually in charge of territorial defense of a major city, Dnipro, you know, right in eastern Ukraine. And that person had nothing to do. He was just lucky enough to meet for half an hour with me. They almost detained parliamentarians from Ukrainian parliament who tried to leave the country to come to U.S. because they worried that they going to meet with U.S. legislators. So this amount of power and abuse of power and concentration. It's very dangerous for the country. In country which doesn't have check and balances where judicial and prosecutorial branch is controlled by president and people around him. A lot of Russian infiltration, a lot of different problems. So I think this is a valid concern. And unfortunately that they are now started a witch hunt 
against some Ukrainians that had nothing to do, you know, with anything, because the issues I was brought, bringing up, they actually were brought up by our military people during my cadels, and they were brought up by some U.S. companies, you know, doing business in uh, Europe and actually doing business in defense uh, industry. And they had some concern, and it's interesting, you know, because there are some issues that I didn't want to bring up because, you know, I know that it was reported to FBI, but it was brought up recently, you know, in Ukrainian newspapers where this guy, Yermak, that I mentioned, his father, you know, an appointee of Yermak in Minister of Defense, you know, creating monopoly, had cooperation with Iran and Afghanistan, you know, and sabotaging some of the purchasing of weapons and have a very interesting connection to Russia and Putin. So I think it's very dangerous for us not to deal with properly managed situation, because if we turn Ukraine and not Afghanistan, it's very dangerous for our national security, too, because Ukraine has a lot of critical resources. It's not a small country, and it's and having wild weather could be dangerous for all of us, and it's been escalating, and I've been managed by this administration. All right. Um, So, Congresswoman, um, I'm not sure if we're on the same page. uh, I really like the people of Ukraine. I have a soft spot for what they've done in the past on fighting Russia. Um, I feel horrible um, uh, about the people who have lost their lives and the women and children. And, you know, we have a team over there that is rescuing children um, and trying to get them safe uh, to safety and not be trafficked. Um, but uh I, I just I just think this is a convenient little war. Uh, I, I, why, for instance, did Zelensky get rid of Kolomoisky? Uh, why did he revoke his citizenship? I mean, it just seems convenient if you were looking to uh, make sure that that nobody was uh, nobody was around to, to tell about the, um, the dirty things you were doing. Why is it that President Zelensky was against um uh gay marriage because he you know it's a different country with different standards he was against it and yet during the war now um they pass a law to to for gay marriage and that seems to me like american pressure uh being exerted at the worst possible time because we gave him money well, no doubt, but I wish American pressure would be exerted in the ways how we can, they can improve their logistics, how they can improve oversight and make sure that they Correct. can be more accountable to American people instead of playing politics and playing an agenda that is unfortunately, you know, been very radical in this country. And I think they're playing politics instead of the managing the processes and governing because governments like Ukraine yes. or governments like Afghanistan, they have to be forced to provide transparency to our people. If you don't, you will have another Afghanistan. But unfortunately, they haven't been doing that, but doing other things that are very not productive for them to fight and win that war. And I think this is our responsibility of Congress to put pressure, you know, just because this is going to be a major problem for us if we don't de-escalate situation, but also we have accountability to our people and to Ukrainian people. They're dying there. Is is Zelensky a good guy or a bad guy? Well, or is the answer to that yes? Yeah, I think I think you know we have to you know they have to you know you know I don't look at people good or bad. I'm bad. I actually have a very low 
regards to all politicians in general. So it's not about that. Every yeah. president should have accountability. Every president has to be watched. But the amount of power right now Ukrainian government is accumulating and a, a power grab and abuse of power where they actually decide who can enter the border, who can exit with proper due process and using the war to consolidate media and control prosecutorial judicial breach. It's very dangerous. You know, and he needs to be responsible that he put people and his chief, his chief of staff is becoming a dictator in that country. So President Zelensky needs to take responsibility and explain what's happening there. I know that he's busy doing a lot of external things and, and dealing with, with leaders in Europe and here, but he's still a president and he needs to be responsible and tell us what's happening, why this amount of abuse of power. That's not what Ukrainian people are fighting for, to have another dictator. That's what, not they, what they want. And I think that's very not productive. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, this is uh, Congresswoman Victoria Spartz. Um, and she has been very outspoken, and, and because of it, she's gotten heat from the left and the right. Uh, but intellectual debate is necessary uh, to be able to be a free country, and I appreciate you speaking out, Victoria. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's never easy to do the right thing, but it's worth it. Thank you so much. Yes, it is. Thank you. God bless you. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Best thing you can do right now is prepare for impact. Uh, we have recession numbers coming out uh, on Thursday, and I know the president says, oh, we aren't going to have a recession because I define it differently. Okay, Santa Claus, thank you. Um, he can define it any way he wants. A recession uh, begins with two quarters of contraction. That's the way it's always been defined. And the last 10 recessions that we've had started with two quarters uh, of, uh, of contraction. So we're going to have a problem. And a lot of people, probably almost 50% of the people now, are having a hard time meeting their bills. This is not going to end well. Please, if you have high interest credit card debt, now is the time to act. On Thursday, the Fed's coming out and they're trying to raise the rates yet again, which I would I would say for inflation, that's the right thing to do for the economy. That's going to really hurt. At some point, it collapses everything and uh, people are struggling. The Washington is saying, We'll pump more money into it. We can't do that because of inflation. Please, your credit cards are going to go up in interest rates. So please call American Financing now. It's no pressure, no obligation. Just call and see, can you help me? If you like what you hear, you can close in as little as 10 days. It's American Financing. They're upfront, honest with you. One of the main reasons I like doing business with them. Uh, American Financing is 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, what that congresswoman just said reminds me of uh, Martin Luther King. A man dies when he refuses to stand up for which is right. A man dies when he refuses to stand up for justice. 
A man dies when he refuses to take a stand for that which is true. Man, how many people do you know that, according to Martin Luther King, would be dead? Uh, because so many are not standing up for what is true, standing up for justice, real justice, not this social justice, actual justice, and refusing to stand up for what is right. That's what we have to do every day. Stand up for what is right. Tonight, we're doing something kind of risky. Um, we have uh, Steve Dace, Sarah Gonzalez, Daniel Horowitz, are uh, three of our Blaze TV hosts, um, and they are going to be interviewing renowned cardiologist and epidemiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. He is one of the guys who fought against the COVID center, uh, censors. Um, he spoke out early, and he really lost everything. And he's probably uh, our most published cardiologist. Okay, He's not some nobody. We're going to be talking about COVID, what really happened, what really were the effects. They've gone through all of those pages. You remember um, Pfizer wanted to release this information in 75 years, and the judge was like, no, you can release it now, please. Well, we've gone through all of it with the doctor, and he's going to go through it, and it is shocking Absolutely shocking. This is another huge scandal, but it's more important. You don't need to be wound up on another scandal. It's more important that you learn the truth of what happened and what these uh, vaccines can cause uh, so you can be informed. The one thing that uh, the uh, administration doesn't seem to want anybody to be. If you want the truth, you want the facts, join Blaze TV Tonight uh, at 9 p.m., it's Uncensored, a COVID vaccine discussion. You can join the Blaze if you're not already a member at blazetv.com slash uncensored, blazetv.com slash uncensored. Use the promo code unsafe. Get $20 off with the promo code. Again, that's tonight at 9 p.m. You don't want to miss it. You will... (laughs) You will not see this information anywhere else, and there has never been a more critical time to join and hear the truth. Blaze TV, tonight, 9 p.m., promo code is unsafe. The Glenn Beck Program. Legacy Box is the simplest and safest way to digitize all of your aging videotapes and camcorder tapes and film reels and pictures so they're preserved forever. Did you know that magnetic tape, the kind used in VHS and camcorder tapes, only made to last 10 to 20 years max? Well, I've got videotape that was, you know, filmed in, in 1980. That's gone. Or is it? I think they have one play in it, and that's why we've had everything digitized. Our, you know, you can stop your old media and pictures and everything else from fading. Preserve the recordings. They're safe forever. Plus, for a limited time, Legacy Box is running a $10 tape sale. They're normally $27 to $30 a piece. They're $10 right now. If you've got it, they can digitize it. It's the easiest, safest, and best way to safeguard your family's legacy. It's Legacy Box. 
Right now, go to LegacyBox.com, shop their $10 tape sale, LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Unlock this exclusive offer now at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is unsafe for 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. There's a song that uh, came out, uh, I think, this spring, uh, right after the invasion of uh, Ukraine, and then it was re-released this time with the Ukrainian Symphony Orchestra playing in the middle of rubble um, in Kiev, and I I want to play a little bit of it just to refresh your memory on on what it is. Who is this comedian? His audience more mass than men. This Superman Ukrainian, I don't know. Great grandson of the Holocaust, an Eastern heart the West has lost. Nail or carry up his cross, I don't know. I tell you, when I first heard this song um, at the time, I was I love it because I, I love the author and the singer. Um, but I also uh, felt gung ho about Zelensky. I don't know how to feel about Zelensky, but I don't think the song is necessarily all about him. I think it is more of a question. Can we do something? It's just one guy made a difference in that moment. If you stand, will you make a difference? Uh, but I don't know for sure. Let me go to uh, John Andrasik, who is a singer-songwriter, five for fighting, and a good friend of the program, a good friend of mine. Hi, John. How are you? Glenn, uh, greetings from the back of a tour bus in Richfield, Connecticut. I'm relieved Redacted is wagging his tail in some poor stranger's backyard, and it is a pleasure, as always, to talk to you, my friend. <laughs> Good to talk to you. So, John, when you wrote this, you wrote this when we were all looking at Zelensky saying, look, this guy is, is turning down tickets to come uh, to leave, and he could be killed. And he's going on the front lines, and his family is staying there, too. Right? Exactly. I mean, when have we seen that in the last generation? Unlike Afghanistan, this guy didn't take the ticket. He didn't take the bags of money. He stayed knowing that very likely in the next few days, he and his wife and children would be murdered and killed by Russia. Um, but to your point, as usual, Glenn, you get to the heart of it. The song's not necessarily about Zelensky, whatever you think of Zelensky. I frankly agree with much of what you said with Congressman Sparks. I actually rode a train with her from Lviv to Kiev, and we spoke a lot about this. And going to Ukraine and filming this 
video with the orchestra, seeing it firsthand, I saw the lines of trucks miles on the border. And you do get the sense that the administration wrote a check without considering logistics, training, oversight, all those things. I also saw the positives of my partner, Save Our Allies, moving aid to the front. But, uh, but it is. It's beyond Ukraine. It's, way, it's, beyond, it's beyond Zelensky. It is about us. Who are we? Who are we as a people? Do we allow Putin to, to devour Ukraine and create a situation where it's our troops fighting Eastern Europe in two years or not? And unfortunately, the Biden administration has so mismanaged this, this, uh, this war, like Afghanistan, we're stuck in this place where whatever you think of Zelensky, um, the long-term consequences, I think, for all of us are catastrophic. So it's a, it's a tough it's a tough dynamic, but it is not about Zelensky. It's about the Ukrainian people. It's about who we are. Do we stand up for freedom or not? Mm. It is, um, you know, there's nothing easy to decide. I, I, was, I was thinking, um, um, I was speaking the other day and talking about my wrestle with Winston Churchill, who I absolutely adore i just love him he is smart he would have if we would have listened to him we wouldn't have had a cold war um and uh and he's funny i just love the guy however when i finished reading it you know several books about him uh from the western point of view i thought you know he spent a lot of time over in india i wonder what their point of view is oh it's not good uh and winston <laughs> churchill later said he did those things uh and they weren't good and I thought to myself, so which one is he? Is he a good guy or a bad guy? And the answer I came up with was, yes. Is America a good place or a bad place? Yes, it's both. It's just which trajectory are we on? And uh, and I I look at um, I look at Zelensky, and I, I don't know I don't know if he's a bad guy. Uh, I do know that uh, he's played a very important role now. I, I just think that that country is so riddled with corruption, it's insane on our part to send them the five-year total bill for our war in Afghanistan to them without any oversight, without a single accountant. I mean, that's crazy. I agree with you. And frankly, there's one person in this video that we made with Ukrainian orchestra in the rubble of the airport that's not Ukrainian, and it's Churchill. And whatever you think about Churchill as a person, he did drag the rest of the world to the right side of history, and we're talking right now because of that. Zelensky, I don't know. Is he brave? Yeah. Is he corrupt? Yes. Very likely. It's Ukraine, okay? I mean, you can't survive there. Look, I saw it firsthand. We stayed at a Russian oligarch's hotel, probably because they wouldn't bomb us. I, I saw it firsthand. But if you take your, your eyes out of, the, out, of, out of the microscope, look at the geopolitical consequences. We talked months ago about the fall of Afghanistan would lead to Ukraine, okay? We also talked about the next domino is probably Taiwan. So I think whatever you think of Zelensky, certainly we cannot be funding their mob, okay? On the other hand... If we just turn our back on Ukraine and we allow Putin to reconstitute the Soviet Union, then what? Then it is our soldiers dying in this war. It's probably Taiwan gone to China. So, 
So I think the geopolitical consequences of this long term are so significant that I think we have to demand that our government do the right thing. I know it's hard, but get them the right weapons they can they, the defensive weapons they can use, not just to tie or lose slowly, which is happening right now, but to end this war so we don't have to worry about the escalation and our soldiers dying. That's my focus with this and this song, to, to raise that awareness. And I'm calling for a Live Aid type concert, Glenn, for Ukraine, because we need a cultural front on this war. The economic front failed. The political front has failed. But music can do amazing things that can permeate borders. And we need the Russian people to know that they can either go down with this tyrant or rejoin the free world. So we need a culture front. I know you understand that more than anybody. And that's really my goal with this song, my trip to Ukraine, this video. And hopefully we can make that happen. So not to make the point for war, but to make the point to or to raise money to help the citizens get out, put their life back together, that kind of thing. Uh, both. I think we need to like we need to raise money for Save Our Allies, for Nazarene, what you guys are doing, humanitarian aid, but also to put the Russian people on notice that the world is against them. They're being told that they're heroes fighting the Nazis. OK, that's the that's a propaganda Putin is giving them. They need to understand they're isolated. The World Cup, they're not going to play. We have this global concert basically saying, you guys, yeah. You're going to go down with this guy, this Putin guy, figure out, figure out a way to topple him. I think, look, I can't drive a tank. I'm not a politician, but I can write a song. And I've seen how music can move the needle. So it's frustrating. It's uh, you just it's in many ways, Afghanistan all over again with the mismanagement of our government. But I do it think is. the long term consequences are so huge that we just can't turn our back. We we can do both. We're America. We can have people on the ground. We can have oversight. We can have um, training. We can help Ukraine win this war without funding their mob. And at the same time, we can stop Putin's aggression. This is who we're supposed to be. What would Reagan do? That's what I ask myself every day. What would Reagan do? He wouldn't be writing checks and then turning his back on a country. So I'm sorry for my rant, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I, uh, I agree with you. John Andrasic, uh, Andrasic, thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. You're on thank tour. You, where are you going to, where are you going to be? Oh, we're going to be all over the East coast. We're in Connecticut tonight, Pennsylvania, Ohio, down, down in Atlanta. So yeah, fiveforfighting.com. All the tour dates are there. Come to the show, Glenn. You're always on the guest list. All right, buddy. Thank you. John Andrasik, uh, fiveforfighting.com, fiveforfighting.com. Our uh, sponsor this uh, half hour is Rough Greens. Art wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, I wasn't too sure this would work for my dog, but I decided to give it a try. And after hearing you talk about it over and over and over again, Glenn, that's actually what it says. Well, she was slow at first, but now she loves it. And our problem eater isn't a problem anymore. Her energy is a lot better than it was before as well. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for Rough Greens. Art, thanks for writing in, even though now you're part of me talking about it over and over and over again. But if your dog is like Uno or like Art's dog, a problem eater, this solves it. At least it did for, well, did for Art, did for me. And I've heard from a lot of people the same thing. 
to me, the benefits of seeing him act younger, feel better, look better. That was just a that that was honestly should have been my first concern. But my first concern really was I don't want to stand there and feed him anymore. Uh, and just stand there and hold the food in my hand. Roughgreens.com slash back. R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. You'll get your first trial bag for free just to make sure your dog likes it. Uh, all you pay for is shipping. Roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them now. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Coming up in just a minute, we have uh, Don Groves. She is the uh, candidate running for Arizona Attorney General, um, and um, I think she's the I think she's the one that in Arizona that will be uh, that will do the right thing. And uh, you know, I I don't know. It's up for Arizona to to uh, decide. But we've checked into her. We're going to have her on, um, and I'll talk to her for the first time coming up in just a minute. Um, but uh, the Attorney General slot is so important. So important. You have to have a constitutional person in there. If they're not fighters and they're not fighters for the Constitution, don't vote for them. Um, how is uh, Schmidt doing in Missouri? Because is Missouri having election today? Yeah, you've got primaries in Arizona, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, and Washington. That's going on. Uh, excuse me, that's August second. August second. So we got a few weeks here. Yeah, okay. August, actually, that's next yeah. week, isn't it? Gee, this is happening yes. too fast. Anyway, next week is when this happens. Um, and Eric Schmidt. Now we talked to we talked to him a couple of times uh, as he's been. Running. I've had him on several times. Yeah, and he has been. I think every time we talked to him, he was behind. Uh, however, that seemingly has turned around. In fact, the latest poll came out yeah. today: Schmidt thirty-nine, uh, Hartzler twenty-five, Graytons uh, eighteen. So, you know, Graytons was leading this race for most of the time. He was the former governor that kind of left in a scandal, and he's he's had some issues dealing with that. Um, but Schmidt, I, you know, is seemingly a really promising candidate, and now at least in this latest poll, uh, leads by a wide margin. Previously, he had uh, a Trafalgar poll came out, had him in the lead as well, but uh, much closer earlier this week, only up by three points. So it's, you know, it's it's unclear whether he, you know, he's he seems to be the front runner at this point, just unclear how big that margin might be. So he's great as an attorney general. I think he's fantastic as the attorney general. Um, the, uh, Stu, the, uh, do you remember Levitt, the guy we had on right before I went on vacation that last day? I do. How could I possibly forget? Uh, that was the day yeah, okay. that the Dobbs ruling came out and overturned Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. right in the middle of that phone call. And he was much more concerned about mm-hmm. himself and his own career than he was about that, which was relatively yeah. revealing to me. So like two weeks before he was ahead, uh, and I think he had pretty good margins, um, the election was the Tuesday after uh, that interview with him, and uh, he lost seventy-five to twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, that didn't uh, 
That didn't work out too well yeah. for him. Uh, I, I, a ton of people wrote to me and said, I guess, honestly, I wasn't sure what, where to go with that. I didn't know much about it. But when I heard the way he reacted to the Dobbs case in real time, I mean, that was such a revealing moment. I mean, here's a guy. It again, really was. A lot of times, you you know, to, I guess, his defense, I mean, like you get wrapped up in your own stuff. And sometimes, you know, this is a big moment, I guess, for his campaign coming on and doing a high profile interview like this. But to not to not detect the significance to a conservative audience of Roe versus Wade being overturned in the middle of your little campaign phone call. I, I it was just incredibly revealing as to where the priorities were for this guy uh, to me. Don't you, and, don't and, you wish it was, don't you wish they would all come on this program and talk to us? Cause I, I think that he's not the first one. There's been several that have just revealed themselves on the air. This is why they you know, don't come on the air to talk to us. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. And you didn't even like, do anything. I, I mean, it wasn't like you like came up with some really super no. difficult question to ask. It was just like, you know, you were giving, you kind of gave a, a an intro to him that I'm sure he, you know, wasn't, it didn't agree with fully. He had a chance to answer. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and, and then the Dobbs case ruling came out. He acted you know offended that you would interrupt him with the overturning of roe versus wade and even though you invited him back on later in the hour where he blurted out some more nonsense and then lost by 50 points good luck good job find a new career don groves arizona attorney general candidate this is next the glenn back program